Hallelujah. I want you to pay attention tonight in uh, some things that I want, I believe, I received from the Lord to share with you. Um, and I want you to pay attention. That is your reasonable service. Just pay attention. Then I'll read out some things. Also, I brought a certain book to read out some things. Let's, let's, uh, let me uh, start by saying this. Uh, I, I entitled the message. It's a, it's a, tight, it's a long message. <laughs> long title. But it is uh, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in prayer. The manifestation of the Holy Spirit in prayer. Or probably I have called even the gifts in prayer, the gifts of the Spirit, because that's what you are looking at now. But the manifestations of, of, the, of the Holy Spirit in prayer. In our prayer time, we, we, we need to expect uh, the Holy Spirit to lead us. That's very important. That when you are praying, uh, when we, we, we get involved in, in prayer, then we need to expect the Holy Spirit to lead us. That's a very important statement right there. That, that actually I can call, in fact, even, even the title should have been the leading, the Holy Spirit leading in prayer. That, that we need to expect that for the Holy Spirit to lead us in prayer. And what I can call it is spirit-led prayers. Good to see you, Joshua. But, but those are spirit led prayers. We have been led by the Holy Spirit in prayer. Why is that so? The Holy Spirit is the spirit of prayer. Is the spirit of intercession. Is the spirit of prayer. So then, in essence, then I can say then that if we are going to be effective in our prayer time, then we have to be led by the Holy Spirit. You remember the scripture in John 6.63 um, John 6.63 read it from the New King James Version John 6.63 it says uh, it says uh, for uh, it is the spirit who gives life now the King James Version the New King James Version puts it in, uh, in capital S that, that is, means that that's the Holy Spirit. You can see it over there. It's the Spirit who gives life. So it's the, the Holy Spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. So think about this since we are talking about prayer. So you think about if you are led by the Holy Spirit in your prayer, that your prayers have life. They have life. Whose life? Think about Zoe. The God kind of life. The life of God. And that's, that's what is impacting, impacting, you know, in, in the spirit. Realm. It, nothing else does. But the fleshly then, then he says, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So when you're talking about prayer, I think easily, so easy to think, which is so, so right, that you think of a spiritual law. So that by itself is a spiritual warfare. So we want our prayers to be 
Spirit led. And the beauty part of the Holy Spirit, uh, about the Holy Spirit, He knows everything. Let's go to, to, to Romans chapter 8, just to emphasize what I've just said over there. In Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Are you there? Romans 8, chapter 20, verse 20, 26 says this. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. The Spirit also, now that is the Holy Spirit. He helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. You see, if you look at that scripture critically, you realize it doesn't say that we do not know what we should pray. It doesn't say that. Are you looking at that scripture? It doesn't say like we don't know what we should pray, but it says, so it means this, we know what we should pray, but our knowing of what we should pray is, is limited to the knowledge that we have concerning the situation. But now what the Holy Spirit does, it says, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. You see, as we ought. So then look at this. So who is it, who, who is it that knows what we should pray as we ought? The Holy Spirit. You see that? It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who knows what we should pray as we ought. So then, that's what I'm saying now. Now, that scripture, just what I've said there, it shows us how we need to be led by the Holy Spirit in our prayer. In our prayer time. Don't you know that if I'm led by the Holy Spirit in my prayer time, I can be led by the Holy Spirit on a daily basis, even in the affairs of life? Because in the season of Pentecost, so we have always to come back, always not just to come back, but you need to emphasize the work of the Holy Spirit in the church. The work of the Holy Spirit in the believer's life. Alright, so, so then, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us, so we see him there as the Spirit of intercession. And being the Spirit of intercession, he knows how to make prayers as we ought. He knows. So look at this. The gap between what we should pray and what we should pray as we ought is that infirmity. And when the Holy Spirit comes in, he comes in and he removes that infirmity, that limitation. So that's why we must be led by the Holy Spirit in prayer. Okay, now look at this. It, it, it makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And then he says this. Now he who searches, the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is. So God is the one who searches. God the Father is the one who searches the heart. He knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because he, the Holy Spirit, makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And if you can check it out keenly, according to the will of God, that to the will of God, to the will uh, the will of is vitalized. Okay, you seen that? So then it means the Holy Spirit makes intercession according to God. That's perfect. Remember, our prayers are directed to God. And if you have someone who can make the prayers perfectly to God, that's the one I'm going to, to depend on so that he can lead me 
and then I can, I can experience uh, effectiveness in prayer. Alright? So then, that say, uh, that, having said that, in our prayer time, we need to expect the Holy Spirit to lead us. What I'm creating now is an expectation. Because if you don't know, you don't expect. You know, if I told you by next week, uh, I'll be giving you uh, two million shillings by, by Tuesday next week. So I've given you knowledge so that you may what? You may expect. So what I'm giving you to you, the words that I've spoken, is that you may have an expectation in prayer time for the Holy Spirit to lead you. So expect to be led by the Holy Spirit. Knowing Him, the Holy Spirit, as you see Him in the Scriptures, then there will be, when that happens, look at this, when that happens, there will be supernatural manifestations of the Spirit in our prayer time. There shall be supernatural manifestation of the Spirit as we pray. How is that? Now think about this thing. We should then ex ex expect, not as a pastor, not as uh, an evangelist, but as a believer. Then we should expect the gifts of the Spirit to flow in our prayer time. Now that may be foreign to some of you about the gifts of the Spirit, but we find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's go over there. Let's go over there in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm not going to read everything there, but then look at this uh, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for, for the profit of all. You see that manifestation? You see that manifestation? So the, the manifestation, so actually, uh, the Apostle Paul writing by the Spirit, he's saying the gifts of the Spirit are the manifestation of the Spirit. The word of knowledge. The word of wisdom, I'll look, we'll look at them. They are the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And what are we talking about? The manifestation of the Holy Spirit in prayer. So we should expect the gift of the Spirit to flow in prayer. Now, let me, let me show you something, and I'll give you an example. We've just begun. We're just scratching the surface, okay? So if you haven't got any, we're moving. Don't worry. But look at this thing. Uh, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. And then it says this, one is given the word of wisdom through the, the Spirit. Now I'll explain basic, basic explanation of the word of wisdom. This is how the word of wisdom works. The word of wisdom, an example, uh, can speak to you concerning something that is coming ahead. I can tell you, this is what you've been experiencing now. But this is what the Lord is saying. This such and such and such is going to happen. In other words, it's yet to happen. That's the word of wisdom. Alright? Is that clear? And then the second one, it says here, to another the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge operates in this manner. An example. It says, there's someone here, for, for the last two weeks, you've had a sharp pain right over here, and it will happen mostly in the evening. The Lord is healing you right now. What is that? A fact 
a fact that has been happening until now. So the supernatural is intervening. That is what? The word of knowledge. You see the difference? While the word of wisdom is towards the future, the word of knowledge is the fact that has been happening until now. That's the word of knowledge. Okay? And then another one, he says there, so the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, through the same spirit, the word of the faith by the same spirit, to another gift of healing by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy. That's what I'm going to, to say, another, something there also. In, 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 in expecting the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, we need to expect also prophecy. Let me tell you something about prophecy. We read some scriptures later. But actually, when you pray in tongues and there is an interpretation as a gift, it is equal to prophecy. It does not mean that you stand in the office of the prophet. But as a believer, then you can be used tongues and interpretation equals to prophecy. Alright? I told you, I know it's a kind of foreign <laughs> to some. But then the different kinds of tongues, we'll look at those, all those things. But then, I say this, knowing him, the Holy Spirit, from the scriptures, that there will be, if we have been led by the Holy Spirit, there will be manifestations of the Spirit. Let me give you an example. You may be praying, an example, I'm looking at Ross, Ross has a, has a certain issue, but I'm looking at that issue. What am I look? I'm looking through my natural eyes at that issue, and I think like she needs, she needs uh, attention right now from my natural standpoint. But I start praying in the spirit, listening, and the Holy Spirit shows me the root. That is the supernatural manifestation of the spirit. The people can go, oh Lord, save him, oh Lord, save him, oh Lord, save him. You see, that, that's, that's, that's so natural. But you may start praying, and the Holy Spirit tells you, I want you to pray in this man. Let me give you an example. A close relative, a close family member. Um, it's happened a few times. <laughs> my, my nephews, my nieces especially, I've had it for my nieces. My, my nephews, many of them are fired. Yeah? Just, I don't know where they came from. Because I'm not quiet. <laughs> Many of them are quiet. My, my nieces are not that quiet. But I've heard them say that uh, Uncle David, because I have, I have sat, you know, I can be doing something. I remember of a certain situation recently, I think it was last year. I, I, I'd been exercising and I started walking to pull off. Walking up and down, up and down, to cool off. And then immediately, I knew something concerning my niece. And I called the mom and I told her, such and such has been happening. Do you know? She says, no, I don't know. Then I say, fine, I'm going to ask my niece. So I talked to my niece and I told her this. The Lord told me this and this and this has been happening. Yes, it has been. And the Lord told me this, 
such and such and such will happen if you continue going in that direction. Oh, now look at this. That was what? The word of knowledge and what was coming forward, being warned, is the word of wisdom operating the same time. That we don't make it happen. I'm going to tell you that. We don't make it happen because it operates as the Spirit. Verse 11 says, But one and the same Spirit works all this, verse 11, distributing to each one individually as he will. So we can't force it to happen. However, we need to expect that to happen in prayer because it's God's will for that to happen in our prayer time. Alright, so then, the, the, they are what they call like the word of wisdom, you know, tongues, interpretation, word of knowledge. They are called the vocal gifts or utterance gifts. Prayer, when you are praying, you are uttering something. Is that so? Yeah? It's not silent prayer. Prayer. You don't say anything. It's you are uttering something. So, so they are actual utterance gifts. Now, or vocal gifts. So then, Let's go to Acts chapter 2, and then so we start looking at the scriptures here. I'm going to read it from the Amplified Classic Version. So we know in Acts chapter 1, oh, we should have gone there. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus already told them that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, Okay. And then in verse 14, look at this, verse 14. Let's go to Acts chapter, chapter 1, verse 14. All these were the disciples with their minds in full agreement devoted themselves steadfastly to prayer. Why is that so? They are expecting the gift of the Holy Spirit as Jesus has told them. To wait. Okay? So they devoted themselves in prayer, waiting together. That's what the Amplified Classic says. With the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, with his brothers. The Catholics do not know that. That she was also praying. Instead of praying to her. <laughs> Are you seeing that? Mary also was there praying. The Catholics don't know that. They are late. Anyway. And look at this in chapter 2. So in the expectation, verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all assembled together in one place, when suddenly there came a sound from heaven, like of a rushing of a violent tempest blast, and filled the whole house which they were sitting. Is that a manifestation? Come on, is that a manifestation? It's a manifestation. And there appeared to them tongues resembling fire. Is that a manifestation? Yes. Which were separated and distributed, and which settled on each one of them, and they all filled, diffused throughout their souls with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, in other different foreign languages tongues, as the Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expression in each tongue in appropriate words. So we are seeing there different foreign language tongues that is diverse kinds of tongues or diverse kinds of tongues, different tongues manifesting. Let me say something there. I don't make it happen. I yield. And I can be praying for a situation. Okay, let me say something first before I say that. If you've, you've practiced over the years praying in tongues and being sensitive while you're praying in tongues, you will realize there are tongues that when you start praying, 
it kind of like it's normal. There's some, some, some utterances that come out of you, kind of normal. In fact, sometimes you can hear someone praying in tongues and you can say, oh, that's so-and-so. You know, there's some familiarity. Is that so? And I, and I can go, and they are kind of like familiar about that tongues before. You understand? There, but then, now I don't make it happen. I'm listening, I'm being led. But then at sometimes, I may be praying a situation, I start praying that way, I'm building myself up, and it comes to a place, things change. And I can tell they've changed. And I can tell in that change, there is preciseness. And, and wow, and I know. So I endeavor now to be sensitive so that I can be led further into that situation to be exhausted, so to speak, to be used by, by the Holy Spirit so that that whole situation is dealt with whatever it is. And sometimes, and many times, many times for me, when I give my yield to the Holy Spirit long enough, when those tongues change, it comes to a place, I receive so much peace, and many times with a laughter. I started laughing from within me, and I know that's done, that's done. That's it. Whatever the situation is, that's it. And sometimes after that, not all the time, sometimes after that, I can get just a thought, and I can tell, hmm, that is what the Holy Spirit was leading me in prayer. Just a thought. And sometimes just a phrase. And I can tell that's where the Holy Spirit was leading me in prayer. Anyone who's ever experienced that? Come on, lift up your hand. Yeah, that's it, yeah. And, and, and then it becomes, so you're, you're, what, you are, what is happening there, you're being led by the Holy Spirit in prayer. Now, so look at this in Acts chapter 2. Let's go further down in verse, verse uh, 15. So, so Peter, of course, they were saying these men are drunk. But Peter by the Holy Spirit says, For these men are not drunk. As you imagine, for it is only the third hour, about 9 a.m. The, of the day. But instead, this is the beginning. This is what? If it began about 2,000 years ago, where are we now? We're in the glory of it. Praise God. This is the beginning of what was spoken through the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, God declares, that I'll pour out my spirit upon all mankind, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Prophesy, girl. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Listen to this. The pouring of the Holy Spirit is coming in with manifestations. Are you seeing that? The pouring of the Holy Spirit is coming in with manifestation. He says now, when they are poured, the, the Spirit of God has been poured upon your sons and upon your daughters, this is what will happen. They will prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels. Is that a manifestation? Yes. We are talking about the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in prayer. So is that a manifestation? Yes, it is a manifestation. And then he says this, he says, uh, uh, and, and your young men shall see visions, divinely granted appearances. Is that a manifestation? Yes. Divinely granted appearances. 
Now we are going to look at some divinely granted appearances. In fact, let's hold right there, and then we come. We go to another scripture. Mm -mm. Oh, 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 let's continue. Divinely granted appearances, and your old men shall dream, shall dream. Listen, divinely suggested dreams. Is that a manifestation? We're talking about the manifestation of the Spirit in prayer. Expecting that. Expecting that. Do you know what that makes, makes prayer be in your life? An adventure. An adventure. Why? There is an expectation. Every time you come into prayer, there is an expectation. Something is about to happen through me. Oh, I like it. Oh, I like it. I think prayer has become sweeter over the years. I remember after I gave my life to Christ, you know, I'll wake up early to pray. Of course, that was such a something. You know, waking up early to pray. <laughs> oh, that was difficult. And then one time I thought, will this be the, for the rest of my life? I'll be praying. Can you imagine? Have you, anyone ever thought that way? I was the only one who was this foolish. And I really, I thought, for the rest of my life, I'll be praying. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. He started whispering my, some things in my, my heart, and I've realized this. The more you pray, the more you know him, the more you fall in love with him, the more you want to spend time with him. In spiritual growth, prayer becomes sweeter and sweeter. That is a mark of your growth. If, if a, a, a prayer has become a chore, then that is it's because you're stagnated. You're stagnated. But in true spiritual growth, prayer becomes it. Why? You are getting to know the one you love and the one who loves you. Therefore, you want, you are spending time with him. And the more you spend time with him, the more you want to spend time with him. That is God. That is the glory of God. The glory of God, the more we experience the glory of God, the more we want to experience that glory. It's addictive, <laughs> for lack of a better word. It's addictive. The presence of God, the word of God, the glory of God is addictive. You're getting something out of this? And now, now look at this then. So divinely suggested, suggested dreams. Not just a dream. It's a divinely suggested dream. And then he says this. Yes, and my main servants also, and on my main servants in those days, I will pour, I will pour out of my spirit. And listen to this. And they shall prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels and predicting future events pertaining especially to God's kingdom. What is that? The manifestation of the Spirit. That's the manifestation of the, whole, the Spirit. So what is that? The Spirit-led prayer. Spirit-led praying should be accompanied or we should be expecting for the manifestation of the Spirit. That is important. Now, so let's start going to some scripture, the practical part. Let's go to Acts chapter 4, still in the book of Acts. I'm reading it from the New King James Version. 
Praise God. Also, we know then, Peter and James who have been filled with the Holy Spirit. They had already been, uh, because of uh, healing the lamb in the name of Jesus, they had been arrested. They had been threatened <laughs> not to speak in that name. So then, uh, uh, verse 21, so the, when, when they had further threatened, threatened them, the Bible says, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God for what had been done. So there was a, a lame person who had been healed, okay? So, so the man, for the man was over 40 years old, whom the miracle of healing had been performed. Now look at this then. So verse 23, of course, they, they, they have been le let out. And the Bible says, and, but, and being let go, let go, they, were to their own, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God. What are they doing? They raised their voice to God. What are they doing? They're praying. All right, they're praying with one accord and said, Lord, so this is their prayer. Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why do the nations rage and the people put vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, that's a prayer. Look on their threats and grant to your servants that with boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, there comes something there. When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. That's the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It says they were shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. The Spirit of God came. They expected something in their prayer and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit was upon them and the place shook. I wonder if we do that this evening. Some of you may, be, may run out of this room. May, hopefully not. We lift our hands together and there's the manifestation of the Holy Spirit and this building starts shaking. Will you still remain here? Can I tell you why you will remain here? Because the manifestation of the Holy Spirit bring peace. Bring peace. Everything God does bring in peace. Your head may not even understand, but right in here you know this is of God. This is of God. So you see, you see that, yeah? All right, let's go to Acts chapter 10. Brother Cornelius, you're a prayerful person. And the Bible says, uh, you're a devout man, verse 2, a devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave arms generously to the people and prayed to God always. He prayed to God always. 
Because he knew prayers would work. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius, what's that? The manifestation. It's the manifestation of God. Now that's the manifestation of God through an angel. He came in, and when he observed him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? So he said, your prayers and your arms have come up for memorial before God. Now send men, listen to this, send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging with Simon Atana, whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. God knows your address. Oh yeah, I've ever had God tell me that. Go to such and such a place. Uh, uh, several times actually. I remember one was in town. He told me, go alight from this matter to, and go such and such a place. And I went. I remember one, one, one time I, had, I, I was in a dream. He told me, go to such and such a place in that, in that, in that house and go meet so and so. And I needed money. And I had seen already in the dream. And when I got there, I got the money. And told me, don't even ask. Don't even talk like you don't have money. Just speak my word. And I went and I spoke and I was given money. It has happened. I remember one time also, had been praying for, for some time. It was during Christmas, the year 2000. And after days of praying, he told me now, go, and then he said of me, go to such and such a place, you'll be given money. And I went, and I'm telling you, <laughs> when I got to that, to that place, it's the family I knew, and we talked a little bit. And I said, Davis, come over here, please. That's the mom of the house. And we went out, you know, outside near the laundry. And, and, and she, she started counting. I'm thinking, what? All that is coming to me. Have you ever been broke until when you see several notes that are being counted? You are shocked. And she counted, counted, and she, she held all of them and put them into my hands. Wow. Wow. Wow, the Holy Spirit leading in prayer. So God knows the address. God knows, listen, God knows your exact provision. You just need to be led by the Holy Spirit. He knows where it is. He knows where it is. And that's why the being led by the Holy Spirit is so important. Now, so, so we know where Peter is, yeah? Huh? Who told us? Who told us where Peter is? The angel. <laughs> the angel. That's the supernatural manifestation. Listen, that's a supernatural manifestation in answer to prayers. That is a supernatural manifestation in answer to prayers. Now, so, the next day, look at verse 9. The next day, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the house, house top to do what? To pray about the sixth hour. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. What's that? The manifestation of the divine, of the spirit. He fell into a trance and saw heaven open. And an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners descending to him and let down to the earth. It was all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, and on and on and on and on. And of course, there came a voice from heaven. And that was the opening 
of the gospel to the Gentiles. The manifestation of the spirit in prayer. Alright. Now, let me read something to you here. I brought a certain book and then I'll still continue something. Uh, this is a book by a man, Jen, John G. Lake. John G. Lake lived towards the, the, the beginning of the 20th century, that is 1900s and all that. Okay? He's an American and he did a lot of missionary work in, in South Africa. But listen to this, uh, the manifestation of the Spirit. One evening... Oh, let's see. Yeah, one evening in my tabernacle, a young girl about 16 or 18 by the name of Hilda Daniels. So you see, girls, you're in the right place. Okay? Hilda Daniels suddenly became overpowered by the Spirit of God. She arose and stood on the platform beside me. So she's overcome, overpowered by the Spirit of God. And she rises and she stands like I am standing here. I recognized at once that the Lord had given the girl a message. All right? Do you know how many times I say, after we pray, I ask anyone who's had some, from something, something from the Lord? This is the reason. Because I don't want you to be thinking that this is meant for pastors. This is meant for every believer. So this is a little girl, which they say is about 16 or 18 years. Okay? Now look at this then. Uh, so I simply stopped preaching and waited. The Spirit of God came upon her and she began to chant in some language. What is that? Manifestation of the Spirit. He began to chant in some language that I did not know. She made gestures, gestures like a, a Mohammedan priest, Muhammad, Mohammedan priest, would when chanting prayers. Away back in the house, I observed, now it's like over here, this, is, this girl uh, has come to the front, and I'm preaching, like you come, come over, Rose. Let's, let's demonstrate this, and their manifestation. So she stands over here, and like she came, she came without me telling her anything, and I'm, uh, John G. Lake says he's preaching, and all that, and she comes, then he keeps, he keeps quiet. And she could tell the Holy Spirit was upon this girl. So what does she do? She starts chanting prayers. And then, when she is doing that, I'm looking away back in the house. I observed a young, young East Indian. East Indian. That's what was. East Indian, okay? East Indian. And I'm seeing there's a, a young man over there, East Indian, whom I knew he had been enraptured and com commenced to walk gradually up to the aisle and started walking to the aisle, okay? Look at this. No one disturbed him, and he proceeded up to the, up the aisle until he got to the front. So he's come over here to the front, okay? He's still looking into the girl's face with intense amazement. Do you have that boy from India, East India? Where is that? Come on, Njenga. You're from East India. So comes over there to the front, and he's looking at the girl. You're looking at the girl, not me. You're looking at the girl, it's a madman. No, no, you stay in the same home. No social distancing, you don't even dare. You're looking at the girl in amazement. All right? Now look at this then. He says, 
No one disturbed him, okay? With, with, with intense amazement. When her messenger sees, I say to him, what is it? And he answered, oh, she spoke my language. Now that's amazing. And then he says this, and I said, what does she say? And he came up on the platform and stood beside him and gave him the gist of, the, of her message. She tell, she tell me that salvation comes from God, that is in order to save men, Jesus Christ, who was God, became man. The one man cannot save an, uh, the one man cannot save another. That Muhammad was a man like other men and had no power to save a man from his sins. But Jesus was God and he has power to impart his spirit to me and make me like God. What does that mean? That's a Muslim, he's giving his life to Christ. That's the manifestation, you can get seated. You didn't look at her at amazement. You could have been doing this. Are you seeing that? That's the manifestation of the Spirit. That's the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in prayer. Now look at this. And then it says, while preaching in South Africa, in a church in South Africa, an American lady whose son lived in the, in the state of Iowa, do I say right? Yeah, in Iowa, was present in a, a weeknight service, like tonight. So that is South Africa. There's a lady over there, and, and, and the son is in the U.S., okay? Before the service began, she called me into the vestry and told me that she had just received a letter from her daughter-in-law stating that her husband... A college professor had apparently passed into a decline. Okay? Decline. Okay? He appeared to be tubercular. I don't know. Tubercular? Or like tuberculosis he should be. He had to give up his position. He was in a condition of great weakness and he was nearing death. Where is John G. Lake? In South Africa. Where is the sun? In the U.S. Now you are in the U.S., okay? I returned to the audience room, and as we were about to pray, I stepped to the end of the platform and asked the lady to hand me the letter. So bring the letter. Taking it into my hands, I knelt to pray. It's happening. He takes it from my hand, and he knelt to pray. I invited all present to join me in faith for the man's deliverance. So everyone present praying for the man's deliverance. My spirit seemed to ascend in God and I was lost to all consciousness of my environment. People are praying. Okay? Presently, I stood in their home. I stood in the home of the young man in Iowa. South Africa. I told you last Sunday. We're about to step in, into things, the powers of the age to come that never before. No distance whatsoever. Now listen. I stepped uh, uh, presently in the home of the young man in Iowa, about 10,000 miles from Johannesburg. The man sat by a hard coal heater those in the 1900s, beginning of 1900s, with a little boy of about two years on his lap. I observed him critically and remarked to myself, 
Though your faith is hard and shows no evidence of soul development or spiritual life, yet your affection for your son is a redeeming quality. You could tell that oh, it's just there's an affection towards the son. His wife sat on the opposite side of the table reading a magazine. Observing her, I remarked to myself, when he got you, when he got you, he got a tata. What is a tata? T-A? Tata, just a moment. Let me check over. We're in a class, yeah? Are we in a class? Is that so? Oh, yeah. People sometimes think in churches, the Lord is telling you, 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 the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, and all of you, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. And then you go home and what did you do? We, we shouted. Then what happened? Nothing. Uh, Tata, let's see, see some. Mm. Oh, okay, kind of it's an old English. Remember, this is the 1900s. So an, an accrustation on the teeth consisting of a plaque that had become hardened by the deposition of mineral salts. I don't know what has to do with this. A substance constituted... Anyway, forget about that. Let's follow the story. I, 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 think, I, I think like he meant when, when he married you, you must have been wonderful. Probably. Okay. I stood behind his chair... Where is the man? Where is in the man? In South Africa, they were praying, okay? But now he's moved in the spirit, okay? So I stood behind his chair and laying my hands on his head, silently prayed God to impart to him his healing virtue and make the man well, that he might bless the world and that his mother's heart might be comforted. In this case, there was no knowledge of my return. There was no knowledge of my return. Beyond that, in a moment, I became aware that I was kneeling on my church platform, had been uttering audible prayer, and that the Spirit of God was rest resting deeply upon people. Some six weeks later, was received, some six weeks, weeks later, word was received that the young man was again quite well. His recovery began on a certain date, corresponding exactly with the date of which prayer was offered. What is that? The manifestation of the Spirit. Traveling from 10,000 miles away. And this is in the 1900s, beginning of 1900s. You, you know, they came by boat. Think about months away, or at least a month away, but the guy went shoo, shoo. I'm here, Lord. Take me to the nations in prayer. Amen. Take me to the nations in prayer. You may become a rocket catcher. Huh? You know what a rocket catcher is? In Israel right now. That the Hamas throw it and you are. <laughs> You're saving lives. That's the supernatural. Now let me give you another one then. I think that's the one. Okay, listen. In 1912, I was a pastor of the Apostle Tabernacle, Johannesburg, South Africa. The minister of healing through faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, 
was one of the cardinal teachings of our organization. The sick were brought from all parts of the land. Thousands were healed through prayer of faith and the laying on of hands of those who believed. Our church was thus enjoying a great period of spiritual blessing and power. Various remarkable manifestations of the Spirit commonly occurred. Commonly occurred. At a Sunday service before, before public prayer was offered, a member of the congregation arose and requested that the audience join in prayer on behalf of a cousin in Wales, 7,000 miles across the sea from Johannesburg, that is in the, in the Wales, that is in the Great Britain, that's all, uh, and then that she might be healed. So the, he stated that the woman was violently insane and the inmate of an asylum in Wales. So that's about what? 7,000 miles across the sea, because they were in Johannesburg. I knelt on the platform to pray. An unusual degree of the spirit of prayer came upon my soul, causing me to pray with fervor and power. I've experienced some of those prayers, that you are praying, you know, you are, oh, Sephrash, Ebrash, Sekedaba. And then all of a sudden, Gahat, and I mean, even tongues are faster. And it, you have, it's not like you have control over that, or you're trying to make it, it's happening. You are yielded to the Holy Spirit. Now, then he says this, uh, the spirit of prayer, a fervent power, the spirit of prayer fell on the audience of the, at the same time. The people ordinarily sat in their seats and bowed their heads while praying, while prayer was offered. Do you know what that means? People, let's pray. People do that. Personally, you know, people say, uh, would you, let, let's, please, let's pray. What is the ordinary thing? And sometimes you hear the preacher say, let's bow down. Uh, uh, let's all bow down and pray. Well, personally, if I'm leading prayer, mostly, mostly, I, I find it, I don't even have to think about it. Say, come on, people, let's pray. Father, <laughs> I lift up my hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, I start praying that way. Nothing wrong with bowing, but it has a way of bowing. Now, look at this then. It says, uh, so people are used to that. And then it says this. Then the spirit of prayer fell on the audience of the same people. The people narrowly sat on the, in their seats and bowed their heads while prayer while being offered. On this occasion, some hundred or more in different parts of the house knelt to, knelt to pray with me. I was, utter, I was uttering the audible prayer. They were praying silently. A great consciousness of the presence of God took possession of me. My spirit rose in a great consciousness of spiritual dominion. So something has happened. I felt for a moment as though I were anointed to cast out demons. My inner or spiritual eyes were open. I could see in the spirit and observe that, that there was a shaft or seeming light accompanying by moving power coming from many of those who are praying. You know shafts are? Different ones praying. They're coming out. That's what the Lord showed me in 1996 on praying in tongues. I was praying in tongues and I could see every time my words would come out was like lightning. Just a lot of 
fire like lightning, actually. That's how powerful your prayers are. So he says this, then uh, uh, he says, uh, my inner spiritual eyes were open. I could see in the spirit and observe that there was a shaft of seeming light accompanied by moving power coming from many of those who are praying. As the prayer continued, these shafts of light increased in number. I can say something there which is so important. That's why, uh, for lack of a better word, but it's, it's good English actually, it was misused at some point concerning waiting on the Holy Spirit. But actually, that's why tarrying or taking more time is very important in prayer because you start entering into realms and realms of prayer. And there is more fervency that comes out of you. We can pray for some few minutes, Father, in the name of Jesus. It has something, but the, the longer you stay in it, the more you are. You are caught up in the Spirit, and when you are caught up in the Spirit, there are more substance coming out of you. Why? You are no longer conscious of the surroundings. You are conscious of the Spirit realm. Do it in your own time. So, then he says this. As the prayer continued, these shafts of light increased in number. Each of them reached my, my own soul. Each brought an increasing impulse of spiritual power. Until I seemed nigh overcome by it. While this was going on, I was uttering the words of prayer with the great force and consciousness of spiritual power. Does it remind you of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit when the earth, when, uh, when it quaked where they were praying? Presently, I seemed out of the body, and to my utter, of my, to my surprise, to my surprise, observed that I was rapidly passing over the city of, the city of Kimberley, 300 miles from Johannesburg. The next consciousness was the city of Cape Town on the seacoast, 1,000 miles away. The next consciousness was the island of St. Helena, where Napoleon vanished. Then the Cape Verde lighthouse on the coast of Spain came into view. By this time, it seemed as I was passing through the atmosphere, observing everything, but moving with great lightning like rapidity. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, that's exciting. And then he says this. I remember the passage along the coast of France. No plane. No plane. Corporate prayer. The coast of France across the Bay of Biscay into the Wales. Into Wales. I'd never been in Wales. It was new country to me. As I passed through over the country, I said these are like the hills of Yoming along the North Dakota border. Presently, now he's seeing all that. Can you imagine? It's nice. Shoo. Shoo. No air ticket. No police check or security check. Shoo. I'm moving in the spirit. Presently, a village appeared, nestled in a deep valley among the hills. Next, a public building that I recognized instinctively as the asylum. Remember, it's in the asylum, worse than even my. Madare. On the door, I observed an old-fashioned 16th-century knocker. Its workmanship attracted my attention, and this thought flashed through my spirit. The undoubtedly was made by one of the old smiths who manufactured armor. He's conscious of what is happening. He's not like in the subconscious. He's conscious of what is happening. 
I was inside the institution without waiting for the doors to open. Ha, 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 ha. That is the powers of the age to come. And present at the side of a court on which lay a woman, her wrists were strapped to the sides of the court, also her ankles. Remember, she's in the mental asylum. Another strap passed over her legs above the knees and a second over her breast. There were no hold her down. These were to hold her down. She was wagging her head and muttering incoherently. I laid my hands upon her head and with great intensity commanded in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that the demon spirit possessing her be cast out and that she might be healed by the power of God. In a moment or two, I observed a change coming of her countenance. It softened and a look of intelligence appeared. Presently, her eyes opened and she smiled up in my face and I knew she was healed. I had no consciousness of return, no of return, whatever. Instantly, I was aware that I was kneeling in prayer and was conscious of all the surroundings environment of my church and service. Are you ready for some manifestation of the Spirit? I'm giving to you so that, look at this. If you don't know what is available, you just be praying. But if you start realizing there is more, then there has to be, uh, like, like the scripture gave you Sunday before, was this, to stir up your emotional, your, your holy emotions. The holy emotions of the reality of the realm of the spirit that God has more than you've ever experienced. That God wants to use you to heal others. Distance, time, class, whatever it is, is insignificant when you're in the spirit. So he says, three weeks passed when my friend who had presented the request for prayer came to me with a letter from one of his, uh, his uh, relatives stating that an unusual thing had occurred. Their cousin who had been confined for seven years in an asylum in Wales suddenly became well they had no explanation to offer. The doctor said it was one of those unaccountable things that sometimes happen. She was perfectly well and had returned to her friends. Hallelujah! 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 The manifestation of the Holy Spirit in prayer. Does that stir you up? It always does for me. I see what is available. I see how, how my giving, uh, how giving of myself to prayer can change people's lives. So then, in Acts chapter 13, verse 1, then we pray. Acts 13, verse 1. <clears throat> Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaen, who had, brought, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. And they ministered to the Lord and fasted. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, 
Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid his hands on them, they sent them away. That was again the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Now that gave birth to what? The apostolic ministry. That changed the completely has changed the church forever. By the way, if you check out carefully, you'll see in Antioch there are certain prophets and teachers. There are prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius, and Cyrene, and that, and, and the last one was Saul. He, wasn't need, he was neither a prophet, neither was he a teacher. He was brother Saul. And Barnabas. For which the Holy Spirit separated them. And they are changed. The, the history of the church transformed by that ministry of Apostle Paul. I'm, I am provoking you to covet, to covet what the Lord wants you to, to, to experience in Christ. Finally, in 1 Corinthians chapter, four, chapter 14. <clears throat> Those who've come, as you began, I'm talking about the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in prayer. And I emphasize in our prayer time, we need to expect the Holy Spirit to lead us. Lead us in, in prayers. And knowing him as he is, the, the Holy Spirit will supernaturally manifest. There will be the manifestation of the Spirit in prayer. And that's when I, I, I said several things there. And we read several scriptures. And then I came to a place that I started reading uh, the book of by John G, of John G. Lake. Now, in First Corinthians chapter fourteen, look at verse one. So we are talking about that the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in prayer. Listen to this in verse one. He says this: uh, pursue love always, and desire, desire, desire. I've done this over the years. I say, Lord, I desire. You know, that's what the scripture says. I desire. And I say it. I desire spiritual gifts. I desire spiritual gifts. But especially that I may prophesy. Lord, I desire spiritual gifts. But especially that I may prophesy. What are you doing? I'm praying the Bible. Does the Bible say we desire? Then I'm going to pray. I'm going to start with prayer. I desire, Lord, as your word says, I pursue love. Yes, I pursue love. And I earnestly, the Amplified says this, I earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that I may prophesy. Did he say for prophets? Did he say for apostles? He says for every believer. And then he says this, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But before he starts talking about that desire, he's told us, he starts talking about speaking in tongues, he started saying, first, desire spiritual gifts. In Acts chapter 12, I mean, in, 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 in chapter 12 of that first Corinthians, he's been talking about the gifts that we read, the gifts of the Spirit. And verse that, chapter 13, starts talking about the love of God. And then now he says, pursue love, but honestly desire spiritual gifts. And then he says this, but you prophesy speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. In other words, you're expecting that to happen. You're expecting 
that when you pray, there will be interpretation. All the time? Not all the time. But that is your expectation. And then he says, By you, professor, speaks edification, exhortation, and comfortment. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but you prophesies edifies the church. Now, go down to verse 13. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. You see that he's talking about the interpretation of tongue. That's the gift of the Spirit. In other words, this is what he says. You have the manifestation of the Spirit to speak in tongues. Expect also the manifestation of the Spirit to interpret. If he gave me, which he gave, the speaking in tongues, then definitely, if I desire and I follow that knowledge to interpret, he will give to me. Let's not limit him. Let me say this. Let us not just limit him to praying in, in tongues. He says, that's the beginning. I have more. I have the gifts of the Spirit for, to manifest in your life. I have the gift of the Spirit to enable you in prayer for your family. That's an empowerment. You know, if the Spirit of God tell, tells you, uh, concerning your brother that you have been praying in, in time of prayer, Concerning your brother that you've been praying for, uh, I want you to bind this spirit that has been affecting him. Don't you know the moment you do it, it's set free just like we saw about John Gillick. The moment you do it by the spirit, that brother is set free. I was telling you of a close member of the family, some, I think it was 2018, 2019. <clears throat> Two weeks before, these have happened so many, several instances. I can tell different ones, family members. Two weeks before, I woke up in the morning just to get myself ready. And the Spirit of the Lord said this to me. I'm praying, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in my Bible. And say, uh, take authority over the spirit of suicide, so and so. Uh, again, it's so and so. Take authority over the spirit of suicide. I've never thought of that, that, that family member ever. Uh, ever. Never thought of him even committing suicide. Then I did that. I took authority over that spirit of suicide and that was done. Then I told Tina. I like telling her for witness. Uh, two weeks after, about two weeks or slightly over two weeks, uh, Tina and I traveled to Siaya for the burial of her aunt was married in, in Seattle. So we took a flight to Kisumu, and from there, I hired a vehicle, drove to Seattle. So on our, way, on our way back, we write it there, put in Kisumu, then I'm, uh, I'm seeing several missed calls from some family members. I said, do you know so-and-so, what is it? So-and-so actually is saying this is the last day he's living. And he's so drunk, and he says, I'm committing suicide today. And I said, no, he won't. Two weeks ago, the Lord told me to take authority over that. He won't commit suicide. He's okay. And then they know me. Do, do you have, a, do you have a, a brother or a sister who's known in the family? <laughs> Seriously. So that's, that family member called another family member and called another family member and said, David said he will not. 
commit suicide. <laughs> Seriously, David said he'll not commit suicide because the Lord showed him about two weeks ago. So other family members are calling, and I, I thought, no, I'll turn it to airplane mode. I don't have to talk to anyone. I know he won't. Boarded the flight, alighted here, I think at the, around it was a late flight, and it had delayed, I think, for close to an hour. But we came over here at around 9 o'clock, and I'm seeing now, immediately I turn it on, family member is calling, I say, leave him alone, he won't kill himself. Slept. And uh, he went to the house and slept. He's still alive today. <laughs> still alive today. Still alive today. What's that? That's the gift of the Spirit. The manifestation of the Spirit in prayer. It, because he's calm. Listen. Like, let's read this scripture one, one day we, we finish. I haven't even gone 13 in a session. But let's go back to Romans 8. I said this night I wanted to teach you something, then you can go apply, and then next week we can get into it in prayer. Look at this verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps in our weaknesses. So look at this. What, is, what, what would you say of my infirmity then? I didn't know. I didn't know. But the Holy Spirit came right on time to tell me what to do. So the Spirit helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for us as we ought. Think about this. The day this family member says, I'm committing suicide, I'm in Kisumu, is at the coast in Mombasa, and wants to commit suicide. And do you know that can be traumatizing? You just don't know. You don't have inside information. But if you have inside information, you know that will not happen. So the whole, and now that's when now probably I'm calling others, pray, 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 pray. You know, those ones of 9-9, uh, of, of nine, nine, you know, numbers. You say, pray, pray, pray on Facebook, pray, pray. I don't know why people do that. You should have been away, called through, and should have been listening to the Holy Spirit. He should have shown you things to come. That is another gift of the manifestation of the Spirit. He'll show you things to come. Pray, 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 pray. And you know those kind of prayers usually are fear-based. Father, 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 Father. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Relax. The infirmity is this. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But when he comes in, hallelujah, when he comes in, the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to God. I want that. Anyone wanting that? Anyone wanting that? Let's stand up on our feet for some few minutes. I just want us to... Does this stir you up? Huh? If this did stir you up, you have been rained on and you didn't know. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is what the scripture says uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And I want us, verse 1, I want us to, to do this. 
uh, to just pursue that love. And then we do what? We desire spiritual gifts. We desire the spiritual gifts to help us in prayer. We desire Holy Spirit to help us in prayer. I can give you one testimony after another. <laughs> Usually I hear, I hear, especially my sisters, you hear them say, no, but David said this and this. He prayed and he said this and this. <laughs> there's a certain situation. Hmm. How dare? Oh, there's a certain situation. Then I was asked, uh, what do you think of, now this is most recent, it's current actually. These are current news. Yeah? Uh, what do you think about that? No, I'll get involved. Don't worry about that whole situation. I'll get involved in it. So I told, I told my sister, and my sister said, yeah, David said you'll get involved in that whole situation. And then, I, I, I was telling you, it looked so, you know, have you seen those things that it doesn't look like, how is it going to happen? Then twice last week, I had a dream. Do you know what means twice in a dream? Established, exactly. Twice I had a dream, that means it's established. Don't forget that. When twice you have the same dream, it is established. I had twice the dream of that whole situation having turned around. And part of, part of it now, that was, and, and there's a major aspect of it which required money on my part. Money. One person, I didn't even, you know, those ones you are not talking to people about that whole situation and all that, but a one person sends in the money into my account once, one, once, and that whole situation is dealt with. In fact, I was talking to you in the morning and in the afternoon I called you, are you ready for this? That whole money, that's hundreds of thousands, just came with a transfer. I said, yes, sir, that's how you do That's just like this. The dream, I had it twice. So that was established. What is that? God wants you to experience, to move in another realm of prayer, that this is the time. This is the time. This is the time. And, and what I want really for you to encourage, I'll say something that has changed me. And for the last 24 years, and I've had ministers that I really do respect. They say the same thing. Praying in tongues and praying much in the spirit. Not just 10 minutes. If you've been praying 10 minutes, go to 20. If you've been praying for 30 minutes, go to 40 or to 50. If you've been praying for 50 minutes, go past one hour. Just pray in tongues. Just pray in tongues and expect. Expect to hear. The Lord will amaze you. You'll start experiencing the glory of God in prayer. And this is what will happen. In the glory, I like seeing this. In the glory you are able to see. In the, this is what it means now in, in the context that I'm speaking tonight. In the glory, the manifestation of the Spirit are activated. You are able to see. You are able to hear. You are able to perceive. Because you are no longer in the natural realm that is veiling to your minds and to your eyes. So, Father, tonight, let's say tonight, Father, we choose to pursue love. And I desire 
spiritual gifts, but especially that I may prophesy. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit who helps me, who leads me, even in prayer. I ask you, Holy Spirit, take this temple, take my life, use my life as a vessel to be used in prayer, to heal others, to deliver others, to change destinies in the name of Jesus. Let's go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost, please. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. We'll continue next week. Will you be back? We have some fresh things next year. <laughs> but between now and then, I want you to go back. I mean, those messages are available. Listen, those who came much later, you got the gist of it. Just listen, but go back and listen and start practicing. The only way to ascend in different levels in prayer is through that. Doing. Doing. You can have it mental, but if you never do it, nothing will happen. All right?